0: Cas now with De Let's get ready to listen to your favorite artists
1: Rook, thank you so much for taking the time this morning. The success of your app continues. Did you launch that in 2018? Do I have that correct?
2: um it's been it yeah it's been about three years so you're you're pretty close there yeah it feels like yesterday it's just been a grind of content and has now become a full-time gig for me I love it um it doesn't feel like three years when you're doing something you love and doing something good right
1: (laughs) sure how long did it take before launching in 2018 In, in other words conceptualizing an app versus launching it. There's some people who wanna make it look like, oh, I thought of it on a Monday and it was live on a Friday. (laughs) But of course, workouts have to be filmed. You wanna make sure that everything that you have on there is correct. In your case, how long did it take?
2: Well, I'm glad that you're asking me that because my body would say blood, sweat and tears forever. Um, Because you're right, I had an idea. I had it in Europe when I was stuck in a small space without access to a gym and I thought, let me try this. Um, came home, had a few meetings, but quite literally just started ma- You know, I made the deal, um, started building the app on the back end, and then probably produced three or four days a week, uh, 20 hours of content, which if you think about it physically, <laughs> is unbelievable. Um, so it took a whole summer. Um, it took a quarter, I would say a quarter, a whole season to shoot enough content to go live. And since then, I'm producing new content every week, which I love because I'm able to connect with the community, figure out what's working, what people want more of, what they're not watching as much of. And then seasonally creating programs to keep people interested because not everybody loves fitness. Let's be really honest. And I keep really I, I keep it real with my community. Fitness isn't always fun. Um, there's sort of a lifespan. So you get bored, you move on, you set a goal. If you don't reach it, you're defeated, you give up. So I'm really about um inspiring and encouraging. And it's not one of those kick-your-ass boot camps kind of apps. <laughs> it's inspirational. I love working with women, moms, women everywhere, all shapes and sizes. And it's about a lot of things than just fitness and the bikini body. I don't even like that term. That was like a big trend this summer. It's about health and wellness, and living, and goals, and accomplishment, and just feeling good, connection, compassion, all that stuff, you know, that's really important, (laughs) if you will.
1: When when people first started learning about you in an international kind of way in the 90s, it was all about having as many people see as much as possible, as often as possible. And then you basically grew into a niche industry, a successful cottage industry of your own. When did you first realize the importance of just being your own brand? Because nowadays everyone talks about being a brand, Yeah. I don't think people were really talking about being brands in the late 90s, early 2000s.
2: It is a new thing developing a brand and being your own brand, which is kind of a weird thing, isn't it? It's like now running Brooke Burke Body. I'm the CEO. I'm me. I'm choreographing. I have to take me away from me. I have to put my CEO hat on, take my Brooke Burke hat off. It's all very strange. Um, But I think I realized that health and wellness was always a big part of my life um no matter how much i did raising children hosting life no matter what it was it always came back to what am i eating and what am i doing and how do i get in summer shape shallow yes real yes no. so i was like know, i was like hmm can we talk about um how i'm raising my family <laughs> yeah. but no i i i i I am not mad at that. I I really realized that when fitness digitized and I could connect with women around the globe and figure out how to show people how to sweat smart and be efficient and do it at home and give them sort of a body of evidence, humbly speaking, um, I really figured out how to train, how to spend less time working out, get better results for kids. I'm 50, Ah, just turned 50, that's so weird. (laughs)
1: In the best That's of weird. ways, in the best of ways. That, it's so I, I, great. And it's, it's so weird.
2: Um, but figuring out what works and being able to guide women. And um, I want to go back and be really vulnerable and honest. I going through the rebuilding and redesigning of my life after my divorce with David, I started um, guiding um, through my wellness business, female transformation retreats. So I did about six pre-COVID. I can't wait to get back to that space. But going through that process, I learned so much Mm -hmm. and I got so much out of giving that time and just um, kind of digging deep into the psychology of women and change and transformation. So it deepened my commitment to wellness and I love working with women Um, and it's become a full-time gig and I love it. I really
1: love it. So my mind is blown by your productivity and the results that come from that Mm -hmm. because the app is successful and you're the face of the app. You're expected to be on the app. You're then expected to do all the social media. You still pop up, you know, hosting, acting, appearances, et cetera, while being a mother of four. So with all that productivity going on, are you a big calendar person or a big to-do list person?
2: I am a big calendar person and to-do list. I'm still an old school pen to paper kind of person. I, I just and i feel like that's a big part of accomplishing goals think it make it tangible write it speak it and then sort of do it i have so much going on in my life and i i feel like i cruise and overdrive pretty well but what i'm learning and i think what these past few challenging years has taught us is to slow down and i'm still it's still a big life but the mindful part of sort of my jam like what i speak what i preach is finding moments of stillness to really connect. And I am moving slower. I'm moving um, maybe more careful, maybe more conscious, maybe more connected than ever. And it sounds like a lot when you describe my my life, but I
0: feel
2: feel more connected because I I understand mindfulness. I understand meditation now. I understand the value of recovery days, stretching connection. Um, and a lot of that type of work that I do allows me, I guess, to crush it in all these other areas and, and to go hard, you know, to I, I like I respect women that, that have that drive. My, my kids always say I, I I'm constantly t- teaching them about hustle. Like I feel like all the things that I do in my health and wellness space allow me to grind so hard, you know,
1: looking back, you know, going back a bunch of years here. How much of what you're doing now, granted we didn't know the technology was gonna exist, that everything was gonna be tablets and apps and smartphones, et cetera, but how much of you're doing of what you're doing now was the plan at the peak of modeling?
2: Gosh, I don't think we really understood this digital world um, and even social media. I mean, not even going back 20 years plus to modeling, go back to even when I was on Dancing with the Stars, we didn't even have social media then. Can you imagine? We were banking on the moment of the, of, of the TV screen time. Right. We, we weren't even telling our story on social media where now we're directors, we're editors, we're creators. We have our own reality show going on our story. Like, I almost feel like the access that we have breaking that wall with community, um, it's just a, it's a whole nother world and i like that interaction not everybody does i i like communicating directly with the audience and i don't want to say fans i want to say community like that's how i develop my my content but I don't think we had any way, you know, it's, it's funny, really quick. I remember watching a movie with my, my now teenagers when they were younger and it was the movie about a girl whose dad gave her this tablet and it was what we now know is FaceTime and she was getting busted. I don't remember the name of the movie in a club. Cause she wasn't where she was supposed to be. My kids were like, God, can you imagine mom if that ever happened? And it was like, like we couldn't even imagine the possibility of what we're doing now. And imagine what's going to happen in the next decade, digitally speaking.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And
2: even even in the fitness space, the digital gym at home now where I'm on the smart TV on every platform. I I could be your personal trainer in your living room. Like what? <laughs> How is that possible for a nickel a day? Like this is the world we're living in. It's awesome. It's so and awesome.
1: Sometimes it's fun to watch back to the future, too, or something like that. Yeah, and see <laughs> what came true and what didn't they basically had FaceTime and some of the things like that. And then other things we could see from the future, basically Howard Stern, that kind of media became podcasting, which basically, oh, I,
2: I love that you're saying that because in my podcast, I always refer to that. I'm like, guys, why don't we have cameras at all four corners? This is good stuff visually. Why are we just allowing people to listen on their way to work when they could actually sit home and watch the show? Like for me, reality TV, it's not really in my it's not something I want to do, but the reality of doing a podcast come to life, sort of just talking about real life is really interesting to me. But yeah, Howard Stern, totally get that.
1: <laughs> he, he was ahead of his time, still is ahead of his time, but hey, it, it, can you take compliments or are you one of those people that goes, nah, don't talk about me? I like compliments. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whenever you're watching TV, like old TV, you see the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, that kind of thing. You see the crowd and you see like people who look like they're 80 years old, yet you find out that they're like 50. And then you look at what you look like at 50. That wasn't 50 when I was growing up. So how much of this is genetics versus just hard work and or taking care of yourself? Like, do you have a ratio in your head of, shakes. i've
2: I've never had to break down the ratio of genetics versus hard work and lifestyle. Um I mean, I'm sure a lot of it is genetics, but, you know, a topic that's coming up, you know, right now for me, a lot in the press is dealing with, you know, the loss of my brother this summer and the reality of my family who deals with addiction and obesity and a completely different lifestyle. And then there's me, you know, living here in the business, walking the talk. And, um, you know, it's very tricky for me to have that public conversation, but I I really do want to say that lifestyle plays a huge part of longevity energy, what we do, what we put in our body, how we treat ourselves. Um, health and wellness is such a bigger, broader picture than just fitness. Um, and all the little tips and tricks along the way too. And what we biohacking, I mean, I'm a bit of a, like a tech geek in that world and supplements that I take, um, red lights and like the Beamer that I use, which, you know, we can talk about that too, like little sure. things that improve energy and circulation and things that I take for anti-aging that are, that are natural. Um taking care of our skin drinking water not smoking um putting mindful meals into our bodies like all this stuff that it's it's a big picture right it's 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 the long play for me and mostly because i'm raising a family not just because i'm in the wellness business because i need energy to run my life and i'm just committed to taking care of this one place that i have to live like this one body that's mine that i control well, just me I control this space, this, this place that um, is mine. And I kind of break it down like that in real basic terms. And um, I, I wish that that messaging was louder and, and clearer and more simple to a lot of people who really struggle with figuring out how, what, why, and finding their way, getting back to who they are. Look at quarantine, quarantine 15, people don't even know how to get back to where they were and, you know my messaging is just start start somewhere, start small, set small goals, reach them, feel that sense of accomplishment, you know so
1: it's some great. something like Beamer started to cut you off or true nitrogen or something like that that goes on the to do list of the calendar, like you have the wake up, coffee, shower, uh, couple <laughs> night, like that kind of thing.
2: you know you're funny. um my to do lists are um My my lifestyle, my healthy lifestyle is more simple. So you develop healthy habits that feel good. And the more you do them, the more you crave them. Beamer for me is like eight minutes. If I don't have eight minutes for me, I am in big trouble. Let's just like start there. So eight minutes twice a day for me to lay down on a mat that I know is creating energy, improving circulation. I get to actually not just push a button and lay down, which is what Beamer does. I won't get into the science of it. It makes me, you don't feel it, but I know that the the results of it feel good. When you start doing something like that, I take those eight minutes and I use that just to check out, stop thinking. I'm not mm-hmm. on my phone during that eight minutes. So it's also my mindful time where I'm like, let me lay down for eight minutes, get some physical benefits and take care of myself. True Niagen, which is part of my routine in the morning, whether I'm making my shake, having my morning coffee, taking my thyroid medication, it's my supplement where, if you're gonna take su- one supplement, no joke. This is it. Cellular metabolism, energy. It helps me sleep better. So I already know in my mind, the results that I get from simple things. I'm going to take two pills a day. Yeah. I'm going to make my protein shake every morning. Yeah. It actually saves time for me to cook a meal that morning when I'm grinding and taking the kids to school or going to meetings or whatever. It's little things along the way that are really simple that just become habitual habits. Habits, sure. my workouts that I write down. <laughs> it's the stuff I need to order for the kids that I write down. It's the appointments.
1: <laughs> Got it. So it comes more naturally to you. I, yeah. I don't know if it's cool to mention like another fitness person or like you're on your own island and like there's no other people who are. Oh, no no losers.
2: no 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 totally I, I totally give it to me.
1: <laughs> I don't know if you know Diamond Dallas Page, who's a wrestler turned yoga genius and. DDP no, but I'm yoga. writing it
2: down. See, I'm writing it down.
1: <laughs> if you and your team ever want to connect. It, you and your team are one degree away from him based on some mutual friends and all that. Okay. But he, one of the things he does a lot of is he has a hyperbaric chamber that's basically yeah. looks like a sleeping bag. And yes. I seen, uh, when I was at his house, he was doing on his iPad, like puzzle brain games. So it's interesting to hear that you shut off during your treatment and then he's activating his mind so that it speaks to not everybody does the same things, but everybody's kind of chasing the same goals in this way. So it's interesting yeah. to see that works for you, that works for him, but in your case, the the results are undeniable here. So I think
2: that's really a really cool thing to bring up because we have to figure out what works for us and fit it into our lives. And when you speak about his his weird hyperbaric chamber, you should see my garage. It's full of weirder stuff. Like I had, I had like. Um, the, I had a big pod in there. I've got vibrating machines. I've got red light sauna. I go in my sauna until my phone shuts off. Cause it's so hot <laughs> and I get my work done. Um, you know, I'll check out in my room with headphones on and an eye mask and like a power button. My kids tease me with something called Nucom. I do that, but there's moments where I need to check out and remove myself. Like I shut my phone off at night. Shut it off unless my children aren't with me. I always put it on airplane mode just to give my brain a break. Because what if my phone's lighting up all night long? What if somebody's calling me all night long? What if I never get a moment for me because we live in a digital world? So I'm pretty good about shutting my work day down. Kids override everything. That's a whole nother thing. But I I feel like I've earned that and I need that and that really goes about goes to speaks to creating boundaries. We have gotta create boundaries in our lives so that we can just reboot (laughs)
1: right yeah and then I find that there's two schools of thought when it comes to people who are fitness oriented and that has to do with music and one is the music matters they care about every song that goes on and there's other people that go yeah I don't even notice as long as the beats per minute is fine which one are you do you care about the music when you're working out Totally
2: music-driven, everything in my life, whether it's home, dinner music, sleep music, my workout playlists, my breathwork classes, on my app, because licensed music is not great. In fact, sometimes I can't even hear it anymore. So I tell all of my subscribers, I'm like, when you know this workout and you're sick of hearing me, because you're going to get sick of hearing my voice, and you're sick of the music... You crank up your own jam because I think music inspires us. I have music in the morning, driving the kids to school before sports. I'm big in in that. Like, that's my my love. And I'm always making playlists. And all my playlists are public, too. So I share them.
1: (laughs) Oh, well, for those who have not checked out or subscribed yet, what are some of the go-to artists for you? And you're not going to offend me. Trust.
2: No, no, no. Um, you know what I like, I like kind of strange music. So I listen to a lot of yoga music. I listen to a lot of jazz from old Nina Simone to, um, pretty much anything, but I also like random DJs. Like Jan Mueller is somebody who I just discovered who redoes like old Motown puts a cool beat to it. And I love current music also, but I like, I like mashups and current music mixed up in a different way. Like, there's a guy named Mike Zito. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, I've never heard of him, where he just did a remake of Little Red Corvette by Prince. I swear I can play this song for 20 people and give them the first 30 seconds. No one can name that tune because I like to find a different spin on music we love. Maybe I'm maybe I'm I'm lyrically connected, you know, to certain things, but that's really fun to do that. Spotify, um, SoundCloud's a great way to do that too.
1: Super fun. So you were never a metal person, never a hard rock person? I was,
2: I was in high school. Well, yeah, and I hosted Rockstar in Excess way back when. So yeah, I was all, I mean, ACDC, Def Leppard was my first concert. Yeah, totally. Totally.
1: <laughs> I, like I all did watch Rockstar in Excess. I did watch that for the record. You never know when when you see hosts on reality shows and they're doing, you know, that rocks. Yeah. You never know if they were coached into doing that. In your oh, case, you were actually into the Muttline. I was a rocker.
2: I was a rocker. And that was such a fun show to be in like a live rock concert from Unsigned Talent, bringing back all the old greats from Janis Joplin to like, I mean, everything it was such an epic show. Loved it.
1: There you go, so to recap what we've spoken about, uh, the app is growing, still have to film content, you're yeah. still the CEO, that's never changing. It's a it's a big process to look great, but you make it all happen while balancing the family stuff. You make time for music. Uh, we didn't talk about diet or that kind of stuff the next time I speak with you, okay. but I'm curious, okay. Coffee, is that part of your routine?
2: (laughs) First things first, honestly, Darren. Coffee, yes, lots of coffee. I intermittent fast so coffee's top of the morning for me. Intermittent fasting was like the the easiest way to attack like shifting into a new nutrition plan. Um, easy to research that. Don't don't get buried. Don't simplify it. It's it's really simple, but coffee yes every morning. I froth my milk. It's a ritual for me. I'm very snobby about my coffee. It's got to be super hot. I've already had two cups. I even put my leftover coffee in my shake in the morning. I do. I put all kinds of I put everything I need in my shake because it's easy and I get everything I need and it's one drink, but yeah, yeah. I even drink green tea all day long,
1: yes. Wow, okay, so we learned that caffeine (laughs) is a good thing. Uh, Will we ever see a Brooke Burke energy drink?
2: I would love to do a Brooke Burke energy drink. I mean, a supplement line, lots of things that are gonna allow us to create energy um, and sustain ourselves through the day. I mean, I used to be the person hitting Starby's afternoon on the way home from school. Now I know how to put other things into my body. Now I know that working out creates adrenaline and dopamine and vitamin D. And there's all these things that we can do that create natural energy. So I'm a big believer in that. And it's one thing I tell All women, when you're feeling funky, when you don't have energy, when you want to skip it, those are the days when you have to do it because you create more energy. It's a different kind of energy. You know, you walk out in a different state of mind than you walked into any class or any workout and you set it up in your living room. You light us up on the smart TV now, which is super cool. Mm -hmm. We're on Roku, we're on Vizio, we're on Samsung. So there's no more excuses. You don't have equipment, grab water bottles, wine bottles, grab anything, grab an office chair use your sofa. We've really created all these fun ways of working out at home. I've got workouts in the kitchen on the kitchen Island, like a bar class, like a hardcore leg and core and booty workout that you can do in the kitchen while you're making dinner. So I, I mean, I just realized that you, you got to make it fun or you're going to skip it. So fitness should be fun and it should be doable, whether it's been five minutes or 20 or 30 or whatever it is, we, we just, um, choreographed a whole new holiday handful program, which is so simple. It's five of my best moves for upper body, five abs, five booty, five cardio, five minutes in the morning. And I'm trying to teach people the mindful part of this. Take five minutes in the morning for yourself, check in with yourself. I'm gonna share my mindful playlist in the morning. It's five minutes, crank it up, go inside, ask yourself how you're doing, take a moment for yourself and start your day. And I think the days of having an hour I don't have an hour to spend on that unless I'm teaching, (laughs) you know what I mean? So I think we have shifted into a new fitness space and a new way of caring for our bodies, right? We kind of learned that pandemic, this new Mm -hmm. world, it's a new way. It really is. It's a new way of approaching all of these things for our health, right? Our wellness, our mind, our body, our soul, all of it.
1: The last thing I want to ask you, and then you're free, Mm -hmm. is... There's not a lot of free time in your world, but do you have a TV recommendation you could pass along?
2: Well, I'm a little slow. I have to admit that I'm so deep in Handmaid's Tale right now, and it's so dark and important and difficult to watch. So I'm watching it alone at night by myself. Um, I'm dying for Yellowstone to come back. I feel like I, I never had time for TV, but during these last few years, my boyfriend and I, fiance and I, we binge watched everything and it was so fun to finally have time to do that. Um, he and my son are watching squid. Oh yeah. It's too, it's too dark and violent for me. Cause I watch TV at night. So that like for my nervous system, it's a little much for me. Not that Handmaid's Tale isn't easier.
0: All
1: right. Well, you have great taste in television as well. But thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Darren. Looking forward to whatever is next. Whether or not there's an energy drink involved, I'm interested.
2: You know what? I'm going to make that energy drink and I'm going to send it to you because we both need it.
1: (laughs) You can't really see. There's a lot of stuff related to you around this home because my wife is a longtime fan. Oh, I I
0: appreciate that.
1: Well, there, there might be a Jason uh, cardboard cutout over there. But the bottom line is, thank you for taking the time. The documentary is cool. So, did you have any hesitation about being the subject of a documentary?
0: No. Uh-uh. There's been a few. There's been Scream Greats that Fangoria did. Um, I'm going to pieces. Uh, there's been a few actually. So no. Uh-uh.
1: I asked that because
0: some people
1: have problems with seeing themselves on camera and then also being complimented on camera. Like they want to be behind the scenes thought of highly, not publicly.
0: Um, no, no, I, no, I don't, I don't mind at all. You know, I was a, I was a stage actor for eight years in North Carolina. I'm used to being in front of people. And, uh, but I thought, you know, in a documentary, they're usually showing, other stuff that you've done or you know something that you were involved in the the camera is not usually exclusively on you you know so
1: is there anything that you learned about yourself by being the subject of a documentary because it's through other people's eyes about your greatness and you're probably not sitting around thinking hey so that award i won and that big thing i did you know
0: well if you notice in smoke and mirrors you know uh Sometimes my hair is long. Sometimes it's short. You know, it, we shot that over like six or seven years. Um, sit there. I need help with these questions. Um, that's Jason. Hi. Hey, Jason. Um, but wait, what were we talking about? Oh, I showed it in, uh, I showed it in uh, Montreal. And I got up afterwards and apologized to the crowd for all the personal stuff. And they were like, no, no. That's what we want, you know? Yeah. So did I learn anything? Yeah. I learned that it's one thing to know me from the screen or from what you see in Fangoria magazine or whatever. It's another thing to know uh, more about my personal life. And people seemed to be very interested in that, you know?
1: I can only imagine. For example, there's only so many times that we can listen to The Beatles. Once you learn what the people behind the music we're actually going through at the time, it gives new life to the art and the inspiration, and it becomes new again in a a different kind of way. That's how I look at it, at
0: least. Yeah, I don't think I care about that. Um, I don't don't need to see, not necessarily the Beatles, but a symphony, I don't need to see people, close-ups of them playing the violin. I just want to hear the music. To me, music is, Uh, one of the purest forms of meditation. You know, if if you're gonna meditate and you concentrate on your breathing sound to stop thoughts from coming into your head, well, music is constantly interrupting those thoughts. And that's what meditation is, you know, so. And music is what emotions sound like. So I, I, why did I go off on that tangent? (laughs) Because I was talking about uh,
1: learning about the people behind the art. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I don't don't care about that. Uh, You know, unless it's like, you know, I read Oliver Reed's book and I learned so much about his private life. Peter O'Toole, you know, Richard Burton. I've read all their lives. So there are certain people that I am and and want to know more about their uh, private lives. But um, musicians... No, I can't think of any musicians that that I would read their biographies or autobiographies. You know, I, well, I guess that says I'm just here. I'm learning something about myself right now. Outro.